Welcome to the Enlighten Up podcast. I'm Lisa Watson and will be joined by my co-host Nicole Frolic and Brian Koenigberg. The Enlighten Up podcast is a weekly show that provides an unconventional and refreshing spin on spirituality, where three friends and weekly guests share informative, fun, and usually off-the-wall conversations. Unlike others, we provide fringe and skeptical viewpoints on all topics, because our experience has taught us that the echo chamber is a boring place from which to learn. So regardless of where you are in your spiritual journey, we can promise you, you're going to find a place to fit in here. So we invite you to grab a drink and listen in on our casual, entertaining, and hopefully enlightening conversation. And Enlighten Up is a self-funded podcast. So if you would like to help us to continue to be able to produce, enhance, and expand the show for our audience, then please send your support using the link in the show notes or go to our website, lightenup.us, and check out our merchandise shop where you can purchase merchandise that will allow you to express some spiritual humor. You may also show your support by leaving us a review on iTunes and following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thank you all so much for listening and supporting us. And now let's jump right into the episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Enlighten Up. We have a great show lined up for you. But before we jump into the show, I just wanted to remind all of our listeners that we have now joined a new platform called Anchor. And in the Anchor app and uh, in some other applications that are hosted through our podcast, you can actually leave us voice messages with your questions that you'd like us to share on the show. So if you have any questions that you'd like us to ask and you want us to play your voice recording, we can actually do that. So please head on over to the app for anchor.fm and install that and you are able to record the message straight from your phone, which I think is really, really cool. Um, That's just all the housekeeping for now. So let's jump into the episode. We are here with Lisa and Brian and today we are inviting Lawrence Wendell to the show. He likes to refer to himself as the I am that I am, an aspect of the one we are awakening to remembrance of his purpose as we step back into the future of the sovereign integral. And Lawrence has some really interesting stories to share with us. And we're going to get into a few different aspects later on the show, including the fact that he hasn't had a bank account since 2012 and he hasn't had a job since 2013 14, which I think is very interesting. He has, sounds like he's fully exited the matrix. So, Lawrence, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show. I it's your story is very interesting and we talk a lot on this show about exiting the matrix and it sounds like you have successfully done so. Uh, I have, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I did I did when I when I did, I didn't know I was going to, but that's just kind of how I was guided through the whole thing and so Well, <clears throat> Do you want to take us back to the beginning of how this kind of initiated for you? Because it's a very interesting story. And I mean, first, just give us a little background on what your life was like before all of this happened. Uh, well, I was I was married. I had a uh, two children. Um, I had my own business for 20 plus years uh, as a landscape contractor traveling the world. I was specialized in golf course and sports field work. I was a, a glorified lawn boy, if you will. But uh, I was real happy uh, for for uh, a, a good part of my life uh, was because my my business was a my joy. It was not a job. It was not a it was not like going to work. It was. I mean, I found myself on golf courses across the 
across the country and traveling over to Europe. And um, I just, I loved what I did and I wanted to fix my life. I wanted to perfect everything in my life and make everything go as good as my, my passion there with my wife. And the harder I tried, the, the more toxic it became. So I, uh, I had to let go of, of something that I loved dearly. And um, that was probably the hardest thing I'd ever had to go through. And when I did that, um, it kind of, well, prior to prior to actually doing that, I started waking up, uh, try, started to, to seek and try to figure out what, what it was that was missing in my life. And I thought it was that love, love with my wife. And um, long story short, I was reading lots of books and on my soul seeking journey. And uh, I started waking up to um, a lot of, a lot of, well, it seemed like books that I was, I was reading were touching one another. Like they were dot to dot creating a mosaic or a picture that created a, 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 a mosaic that helped me see things from a higher perspective in my reality. And I found out that things weren't really what they were, what they seemed to be. So I, uh, back in 2007, I pulled all my, uh, investments out of the, my, you know, out of the stock market and I bought gold and then the, the, the 2008 collapse occurred. And, and then that that's that's when really things started to accelerate for me. I started waking up and bolding my boldening myself because I realized that the <clears throat> the the stock market was not a sustainable model because it was built on the premise of ever growing profits, and that's that's not sus- infinitely sustainable. So when I come to that that uh, you know being able to see you know behind the appearances. Uh, I started letting go of more and more things that weren't resonating with me. And I let go of aspects of my business that weren't profitable, that were draining the, you know, the, the profits and letting go of people in the office. And I started, you know, coming out of my own shell. I seemed to have been in a shell. And the more I let go of, the more emboldened and more enlightened I, and the lighter I became and the less burdens I carried with me and I just became empowered more and more and so you know this pattern became recognizable to me and I started I let go of the business and I let go of my wife and I just started letting go of things and wow then I get this call three years later after my divorce from Discover Bank apparently my wife my my former wife at three years prior was going through a bankruptcy and Discover Bank called me for her $14,000 on her credit card. And they said I was liable. And I said, no, I have a divorce decree that holds me harmless. And, uh, well, they said, well, Mr. Wendell, your uh, divorce decree falls under state law, but we fall under federal. So we're coming after you for the money. I said, well, hmm. well what, what, what good does the damn thing do then? And it does nothing. <laughs> it was like, Wow. Yeah, it already, I, you know, it was like, oh, well, that put the connection between the Fed and the banking and the Fed, yeah. you know, versus the state. And then all this stuff started coming to me that everything is a lie. And it's like, wow, because what happened was, is I, 
you know, I'd already reconciled my karma. My, my ex-wife and I were already, you know, friends again. And, you know, everything was peaceful my, with my children. And, you know, everything was just perfect. And, and then I get this call from Discover Bank and I put it out to spirit. And I said, okay. Because I'd already, I'd, I'd been studying the law of one, uh, some channelings from the, uh, the, the readings of Raw. Yes, uh, familiar with it. Okay, well, uh, Carla Rukert um, was the, the woman, you know, that I had followed. And, and she, Carla channeled a lot more than Raw. Well, there's only one, but the truth is, which what happened was, is when her husband died, she she tapped into a, a lower frequency or a fifth dimensional many many fifth dimensional aspects of the one known to us is raw which are basically step down channels to raw so they connected with raw but they connected in their language and their language is a lot more translatable than raw's language and i read all of carla rukert's channeling which just really spoke to the heart and truth of reality and it's touched on every aspect of the human condition I could possibly come across. And it was just the, the most uplifting and empowering channelings materials I've ever read in my entire life. In fact, that sent me off on a, on this, this beautiful thing, uh, this beautiful journey that I'm on. And, um, so Nicole, you know, you know, that, the uh, that author of that book. Oh, I'm very familiar with the law of one channelings yeah, by raw Car Carla Rukert. Now she, she, Carla Rukert. Okay. Yeah. Um, you can, you can look it up. You can Google, uh, llresearch.org. Llresearch.org. But she, she passed away a couple of years ago. I met her in Hawaii, um, during a conference and we did some channeling in a room with her. And it, it was just, I mean, the most unbelievable materials you'll ever come across. And it's all metaphorical in its expression. It, it'll give it'll send you tears and goosebumps all over your body when you read this stuff. It's not like normal channeling. This stuff was just eloquent, eloquently spoken and written, you know, translated, just amazing. But anyway, back to the story. I uh, so that 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 set me okay. So I put the word out to spirit, and the next thing I know, I get a, a woman on Facebook who says, uh, "Lawrence, uh, you might want to look at this YouTube site." And I checked out this site, and I, the next day, I found myself on a on an airplane to San Francisco uh, to go to a conference. Um, and in that conference, uh, what happened was is. I got my affidavit of status declaring my sovereignty, which separated me from the corporate fiction that this, you know, that the, that the structure, the matrix puts you into. And, um, that happens at birth, correct? Yeah. As soon as you're born, your birth certificate is, you know, it, it basically enters in you. It, it, it's a contract agreement where you are registered your birth registration is registered. You're, you're basically, when your parents agree to register you in, at birth, they put you, they, they register you in commerce under UCC code. So your name now is a corporation or a fiction that you then ascribe your belief that you are that name. And so you agree to it in every, every aspect of your life through 
your driver's license and through your, your, your loan documents, all banking and all, all financial transactions are done through the corporate structure. And if you look at any of your checkbooks, if you pull a checkbook out and look at the line on where you sign, it's not actually a line. If you get a magnifying glass out, you can actually read it. It actually says you're an acting authorized representative of the corporate fiction up in the upper left-hand corner. But it's called microprint. There's a little MP that's right next to that line. And that means microprint, which, which basically, when I figured, when I saw that, I knew that there was deception being played on all of us at that point. So I, I dove further into it. And what happened was, is in these conferences, I learned how to... Um, discharge my debt, basically make it go away because there is no debt. It's a lie. It's a, it's a, it's an illusion uh, because every one of us has a trust fund set up and, but see the banks were, were originally intended during the rule of separation, during the paradigm of separation, each of us were, you know, the banks were supposed to act as trustee for the, for the, for the, uh, for the human. And we were supposed to have access to, to value from the banks. And so we could pay it back. But the, see, the usury came in when they started charging interest for the funds. And interest is, is the usury that's being, you know, the big sham that's put on all of us that puts us in perpetual debt for eternity. So what happened was is the, 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 the system had been the, the original intention of the creator to give dominion, you know, give the darkness dominion over the human. Um, while the human evolved and was learnt to learn the lessons of love in the third dimensional experience, what happened was is, is, is those, uh, those parties too, or the bloodline families that had been given dominion over the rest of humanity had gotten so carried away and uh, run away with, you know, the, 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 the desire, the likely, you know, the joy of, control over humanity, that it became uh, highly perverted and distorted. And uh, so it went against universal law. Well, in this process, I learned how to discharge my debt. I took the data I'd learned in the, uh, the conferences and through my own experience uh, dealing with the, uh, you know, my, my affidavit of status. If I got a, if I got a traffic ticket, I just go into the courts the day before my court date, you know, because I, I wouldn't I wouldn't agree to the you know, to, to enter a plea. So I they'd schedule me a court date. So before my court date, it would come up. I would go in and I'd hand the, uh, the, the court clerk my affidavit of status. And I say, please put this in the court record. So the judge has this prior to my arrival tomorrow. And sure enough, I go the next day to court. The public, you know, the, the, the prosecutor grabs the police officer. I'm supposed to get you know, nail the cross with, pulls him outside the courtroom. Um, 20 minutes later, she walks back into the courtroom. She motions the court for dismissal. And I walk out of the courtroom without having to pay extra insurance rates, no, no points on my driver's license, nothing. I didn't even have to say a word in court because of that affidavit of status. Then along came 2012. And the foreclosure of the corporate structure on the on the on the planet, the the, the, the laws of commerce, the laws of commerce have been deemed uh, null and void, ab initio, 
um, by a woman by the name of Heather Ann Tucci Giraffe, the, the, one of the trustees um, that I've been given, given access to because of my, uh, my willingness to follow my truth and live by my truth, my, my, my awareness. In other words, knowledge is power. And if uh, we do not embody that knowledge or that awareness, we betray ourselves and, well, we suffer the consequences. But when we embody that awareness or that truth and we live by that truth, the universe will honor us in our journey towards breaking free from the, the limitations that this, this third dimensional reality would impose upon humanity. So I took it upon myself to embody everything because what happened was as soon as I had discharged all my debt and I discharged over $35,000 worth of debt and I had FBI, I had bankers, I had Wall Street law firms, I had the credit cards, I had the IRS, I had everybody barreling down on me. I put it out to the universe and says, hey, help me, you know, give me the words. <laughs> sure enough, I... I you know, I was going to the bank and I was getting documents notarized to defend myself in court because I would, uh, you know, I I'd basically turn around and ask the courts to provide proof of claim that there was an injured party. Otherwise, under common law jurisdiction, there can be no, no. Uh... Do you, sorry, Lawrence, have you heard of Brilliance yeah. in Commerce? No. Because they do that very thing. They talk about how the whole debt scheme is a, is a total fraud scandal and that they can't prove that there's an injured party from you not paying your debt back. And if they can't prove that, they can't come after you. Right. Well, so that's what you did. That's what you basically were doing with your, um, with well, your debt. In, in, in a sense with, with my debt. Um, it, yeah. What happened was, is, um, when I was going to the bank to get some documents notarized, the, the, the notary attendant, the notary says, you know, I know another guy who's doing, doing the same thing you're doing. Uh, would, would you like me to, you know, would you like to make contact with him? And I said, well, sure. Give him my number. Cause I used to go riding, you know, motorcycle riding with the gal at the bank. And, uh, so she did, and I got a call from this guy. And he's about seventy-two year old. His, his name is Pete Peterson. He's no longer alive. He, you know, he came and went, but he came in to give me the information, put me in contact with Heather Antucci Giraffe. Well, see, Heather, Heather Antucci Giraffe, after the two thousand eight financial collapse, Heather herself was a, a world banking attorney at the highest levels of finance on the planet. She had been given the lead investigator position for the 2008 financial collapse. And I was put in touch with her. Wow. Yeah. Well, what she uncovered in her investigation, she produced a, what's called a paradigm report, put forth this paradigm report on the end, the end, the Christmas of 2012, it became public notice that she has gone forward to the the the, the governors or the, the 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 powers that be the, the 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 ruling class, if you will, the elite, gone to the Rothschilds, the Dragon families, and she basically went to them with this this proof that there was a, a planetary slavery system in, in in operation that was governing all commerce on the planet worldwide. Well, that what that did to me is that resonated wholly with 
with because everybody I've been coming in touch with in the United States was about getting our, you know, our freedom back here in this country. Well, what I'd come across was that this is a world, this is a worldwide event. And it, and it kind of coincided with all, you know, the 2012 end of time as the Mayan calendar, the Egyptian Zeptepi, the I Ching and everything else I'd come into awareness of on my soul seeking journey. And because everything was timed in such a, you know, synchronistic fashion, I saw the beauty and the perfection of you know, my journey and the timing of everything, Christmas of 2012, I'm given public notice that the, the corporate structure of the, the planet had been foreclosed on, that, that, there, that there is no uh, ruling class anymore. And all we have to do is claim our, claim our, uh, our access to our treasury direct accounts, because each of us is, is, has a treasury direct account that the banks actually tap into that discharges our debt. And this is the same same fashion, the same thing that the law, the attorneys use today to discharge debt under bankruptcy law. So that's what they're doing when they're discharging debt is they're just tapping into your trust fund and, and discharging it just like I did it. <clears throat> but they do it because attorney, if you have, if you study law, you'll find out that the, the, the law givers are, the, are those that are in the robe, the ones that have sworn an oath to the bar has sworn an oath to a British accredited registry. That's what that bar stands for. That's a foreign agent. Anyway, that, that's the old paradigm. That's the old game. Um, I mean, I, I, I could spend days explaining to you what the deception was, but that game's over. And I'm just here to share with you that it's up for it's it's up to each and every one of us. Or at least let's put it this way: I'm going to speak for myself. It was up to me. I had found it was only up to me to create my freedom. And that that what happened was is when I was given public notice and given the words and the documents that proved the foreclosure on the corporate structure of the planet, it was my then responsibility to notify all the government agencies all the principles and agents to the structure. So I, I did. I went to the state capitals. I, I get sent public notice to the president of the United States, the Secret Service, the U.S. Post Marshal, you know, I mean, everybody. I notified everybody. In fact, it was thousands of us that did under Heather's direction, her tutelage and direction, uh, putting out, you know, uh, notice to every the principals and agents of the corporate structure of the planet so that they would stand down. Well, I waited years for them to stand down since 2012. And what happened was, is I'd sit there and I'd wait and I'd wait and I'd wait and nothing would happen. And then I finally recognized the pattern that told me, essentially, says, Lawrence, nothing's going to be handed to you. You're going to go claim it. And then you know what? then the universe will reflect that back to you. You have to claim it, set aside your fear and live it and be it and do it. As, as Gandhi says, be that which you wish to see in the world. So I was guided to be that freedom, to be free of debt, to be free of the laws that uh, of what man thinks is law, which is actually actually a corporate structure agreement to be because as you claim yourself to be a citizen, you claim yourself to be an employee of the state. And so as an employee, you have, uh, you know, corporate rules, procedure, policies and procedures, which are also identified known to you and I as 
codes and statutes. Codes and statutes are only decipherable by paid counsel. Well, that's another harvesting mechanism by darkness. What is harvested? Your currency, your energy, your pure life force energy represented in what's called currency or fiat currency called money, which is put in the bank. It's an external representation of your inherent value within the innate of every human being on this planet. And that's your spiritual body and your spiritual energy that's available to each and every one of us because that's the true currency and that true currency is what we call love. And that's what comes to us, comes forth direct from source, from God, as the new currency of exchange in our new paradigm that we're birthing today. How it comes about, I can't tell you. I don't know. I've just been guided to live as I live and be as I be, free of money, free of the need and requirement for money. I can sustain myself wholly because I am one with all that is. And when we can live and you know, if we can perceive, our perception has everything to do with our reality. And it's all, we change, as we change our perception, we change our reality because the universe will honor our way of living and being and doing as long as our way is for the benefit of all. In other words, there's no more separation we lived in a paradigm of separation. It was a design, a perfectly designed evolutionary path where third dimensional reality is always ruled by darkness. The darkness is the lesson giver, the teacher, the one that brings the light for those who seek it. In other words, as ye seek, so shall ye find. As we judge, so shall we be judged. So our world teaches us to judge, and that's why it perpetuates itself, and that's why we are in perpetual battles with ourselves and other selves, or our country and their country, because we perceive separation. When we see that separation is nothing more than a shadow, then, and we notice the, the, the pattern of repetition of, of battles that occur, but maybe from a different aspect of self, you know, maybe not this woman or that woman or that guy or that guy, you know, it seems like the patterns repeat. Well, they repeat for eternity until we get the lessons that that other aspect of ourself is trying to bring to us. That's what our darkness is trying to do. It's trying to reflect back to us that which seeks reconciliation within ourself. So if you can see every transaction with another as eternal essence reaching out to itself for reconciliation, then you can transform your reality by seeing that all God creates is good. And then you recognize the oneness and all that is, and you walk in a new world that's completely a totally different way of living and being. And it takes a while to get used to, and I'm still learning how to walk in this strange new world myself. But I walk free now, and I, and I, and I gain access to whatever it is that I need. And, and spirit tells me, I don't know if you've ever heard of Bashar before, if you've listened to mm -hmm. John. Okay, well, Bashar says the, the new definition of abundance is to have everything you need when you need it and not before. That makes sense. So that in that way, then you can travel light. You don't need to hoard. You can share, you can give, and you can give an infinite abundance supply. 
because the universe is going to honor your need and requirement for whatever it is you need. Oh, maybe I don't need a Ferrari. Well, you know what? Because maybe I've got my own Merkaba coming my way. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 just, I'm dead serious with you. No, I know you are, but it's just, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a cute um, comparison. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah, Ferrari exactly. versus a Merkaba. Because a Merkaba can definitely go places. The Ferrari cannot. Yeah, I can go a lot faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so, um, Lawrence, I, I, before you go any further, yeah. I, what I love about what you're talking about is that you're living your truth. You're literally living it. And that is um, something we don't see, unfortunately, a lot of in the um, communities that are talking about this. Uh, there's a lot of knowledge being spoken about, but we don't see um, the same sort of ratio of people talking about the knowledge and people actually living it out. So it's nice to see you actually um, putting to, into action everything that you believe. How, if you could explain to our audience, what is a day in the life of Lawrence like for exiting the matrix? Like, how do your needs get met? How, what, how do you, how, what, how do you move through this, you know, reality being okay. disconnected from the matrix. Okay. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to say it in one word. Trust. In God, I trust. Okay. Here's how it happened. Remember I told you about Heather? She foreclosed on the corporate structure of the planet under what's called the one people's public trust. The foreclosure gathered all the assets of all the planetary creations that man has created since the beginning of time. And that includes the secret space program. That includes everything that in creation, all dimensions, universal. Everything has been gathered and each and every one of us has access to infinite abundance. Now, how do I live my day? Okay, and here's how I do it. And here's how I got to be able to, I got to this place of doing it. I had my back up against the wall and I had nothing to lose. So I went ahead and just took the leap of faith and said, the heck with it is what I'm going to do. And so I'm going to explain that, how that happened to you. I would drive without license plates. I bought my truck and I didn't play, put register it because it registers, it gives ownership to the state. So I didn't register it. I didn't have license plates. I didn't have driver's license. I didn't pay for insurance. I didn't have any of that. So I started to live my truth and spirit told me I had to be that, which I wanted to you know, see in my world. So I started living it. And then police officers would pull up behind me and never pull me over. Really? So they can't do anything to you if your car's not plated, registered, no driver's license? Not so, not so long as you believe and you trust. As long as you can shed your fear. See, what happens is, is when you embody fear, you give permission to the darkness because what you're doing is you're, you're, you're magnetizing it to you through your own emotional uh, uh, discharge. Okay. So what, 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 you, what I had to do is I had to purge all the fear out of my body. So I just, I gathered up my courage and that's the heart virtue that offsets the fear. And I embodied that, you know, even though I had the fear, I faced that fear head on. 
and the universe would honor that fear because God, the creator that's listening to me through your ears right now, is the same creator that's, that's in that police uniform behind me right now in the vehicle. I mean, God is everywhere. It's embodied in every inst human instrument. It's embodied in every atom of creation, for that matter, that awareness. So I would drive that way. And, and I, would, I, would, I would witness the magic and the wonders. And I would start, I would start embodying these, this. It, it, it would further strengthen me every day that I would live this truth. And it would be that way. And it'd be so uplifting and empowering and it would purge that fear. And then I just learned to trust and it just, you know what? And then, you know, I'd, I'd go to the bar and I, on Friday nights or whatever, and I'd meet up with my friends and we'd start drinking and da, 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 da. And then spirit, you know, spirit had already told me at night, you know, one of my dreams, I woke up in the morning, said, step into your purity with unflinching determination. And I didn't know to what level and to what degree that meant. So I had to go through my own learning process of, of what that meant. And well, I had to go to jail for 16 months to figure that one out. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I got, how, pulled... do, how do you, how do you pay for like going out to, to drinks or, or groceries or, or anything like that? Well, back then I was, I, I had money because I had sold my business and uh, I, I, I had set this, I had made this agreement with spirit. I was going to go ahead and spend my money as fast as I you know, could, because I knew by the time I got done spending the money, I'd be inspired to start something new again because I could. Okay. I, how, I so how about, how about now? How about now? No, I don't, I don't go to bars. I don't drink. I don't do, I, I stay in my purity. But how, what, like you shop at a grocery store to buy food yeah. or you don't eat? Well, I just walk into the grocery store and I grab what I need and I walk right by the cash registers and I say, thank you with my gratitude and, and, and walk on by without having to pay. I don't pay because I, I tap into my trust, you know, into the, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because, because here's what here, here's how I got to that, and and you know I'm I, you know I'm I'm gonna tell you how I got to it because, I, okay, I told you I, I I wasn't in my purity, and I think spirit wanted me to to figure it out, so spirit had me arrested, you know, pulled over, and arrested for driving without a license and without plates and without insurance and all that stuff, and. I chose not to sign not, not to sign a bond, you know, to be released. They offered me a a, a, a PR bond, which I disagreed with because I wasn't going to give them access to my value. And so I stayed because I knew that, you know, I had something to learn in jail. So I, I accepted that. I moved into a state of allowance and I trusted God that works through the judge and the police officers and everybody that arrests you. And I stayed in, in, in solitary confinement for as much as five months straight because I refused to get shots for, for TB. And, you know, I didn't want needles stuck in me. I don't need needles stuck in me. So I took that as, a, as an opportunity to, well, stay out of the drama of the typical pod environment, you know, with all the drama that goes on in jail and have time to myself. And in that place of my own cell, uh, I was given the insights and the information, let's put it this way, the light that came into me, the awareness came into me that I'm not here to take down the structure. I'm here to rise above the structure, Lawrence. And the only way to do that is to raise your vibration. You raise your vibration by tuning the body, the mind, and the spirit. You purify all the mind and the body that I'm responsible for. I'm not responsible for the spirit. The spirit is what guides me. 
The spirit is already pure. But I'm in control. My ego is only in control of the body and the mind, the thought patterns and the, and the beliefs and the choices I make and what I ingest or put on my body that contaminate and pollute it and distort my thought processes and my mind and everything. So I stay away from drugs and I stay away from alcohol and I stay away from, you know, as much of the impurities as possible. And I just go with the flow now. So it was through my intention, my purity of intention and my heartfelt intention to because my whole intention was, is when I came into the awareness of the plans, the nefarious plans of the dark state of this, this creation that we were in, that there was no way I could live in this without, you know, at least doing something to fix it, to change it. Well, when I was put in jail, I was told not to fix anything, that I don't need to fix anything except myself. And then as I fix myself, the universe will reflect it back to me in my local universe as I walk in amidst the darkness, you know, that you all walk in because, you know, it's like, uh, so I, 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 I understand. I, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're basically everything in your outside world is a reflection of your in, inside world. So Absolutely. everything that's going on inside of you shows up in your outside world. So when you completely change everything within you to shift into a reality that what such as what you did, then that makes complete sense that your external reality matches that. And that's, that's what I'm here to share with you because I live my truth. I am my truth. I am the way I am the life, the way to be. I'm not any more or less special than anyone else. I just got pushed, pulled and dragged through the shit. The, the, you know, been through the gamut through hell and back. Uh, and, and, and through that process, always seeking the love, hiding behind the appearances. In other words, if you ask for the love, that's what the universe will bring into your awareness. In other words, it'll bring you the truth instead of matching the judgment with more judgment. It's going to match that love with love. It's going to reflect it back to you. So as within, so without. It sounds like you're embodying just what Jesus was preaching. Absolutely. And, and that's, you know, and I didn't, never went to church or anything like that. But, you know, when I was in jail, I, I, I read a lot of the Bible along, you know, I read a lot of other, you know, Hindu scriptures, uh, a lot, a lot of different scriptures. And they all say the same thing in a different way. There's a common thread of truth that runs through them all. And I was able to harvest that data, that information out of them without the dogma. So I, I was blessed with not buying any of the dogma, but I could actually see it actually manifesting in my life by actually applying those those that awareness in my life and seeing it as my truth now. And yes, it's absolutely true. As within, so without, you are the beginning and the end. As with, you know, so you're the alpha and the omega. It starts with you and then the universe through your vibratory frequency will match that frequency through everyone else because everyone is multidimensional. We're all multidimensional beings, but as long as we cling on to a third dimensional vibratory pattern of existence, spirit can't embody itself within your body because you you've opted by your free will to cling to the lower vibrational thought patterns and beliefs that hold you there. So my, my purpose here is to share with you that there's a quantum way of living 
but you first must let go and let God. In other words, you cannot give permission to spirit until you let go. In other words, it's going to require your leap of faith or and your trust that that bridge is going to be built for you as you begin to walk into that darkness, not knowing that there's going to be a bridge built as fast as you walk. I'm here to tell you it that bridge built itself for me as I walked and lived my truth. I didn't know where it was going to take me, but it took me to the Lionsgate Bridge in Canada because I, I operate without an identification either. I don't have ID or passport or anything. Yet I walked just like I walked through the grocery store line every day to get my food. And I do it daily so that spirit can prompt me to move if I need to move. And spirit will prompt me through, you know, other aspects of me, whether it be the grocery store attendant says, no, you can't have your, have you going to pay for that, sir? No, I'm not going to pay for that. Well, that'll be a prompting to me that says, you know, okay, I'll put the food back. That means, okay, I need to keep my eye out. For my next sign, where am I going to go next? Well, that's kind of how I lived my life last year. Spirit took me from, from Colorado to Laguna Beach to the Vancouver, Canada, back down to L.A. and back out to Colorado again, you know, without any money. And, and I yeah, I crossed the Canadian border just the way I walked through the, the cash register line. You know, I, I'm sitting there, you know, I, I actually, I, I would get on buses just the way I go through the cash register line. I would get on the Greyhound bus. The guy would be asking everybody for tickets, but he wouldn't ask me for a ticket. And I just walk right on by like everybody else and get on the bus. And I go from A to B, you know, from this town to that town to this town to that town. And I did it so many times. It was just like, you know, when I got turned down, it was like, oh, I got the sign wrong. It wasn't time for me to go. or It's time for me to go in a different direction. So I. That's beautiful. Oh, yeah. It was, it was, a, it was a whole learning process. It was like initiation process last year. So I walked through, you know, I got to the Canadian border on a, on the, on the Bolt bus. It was a, it was a, an offshoot of Greyhound bus. Well, you get to the border and there's about 50 of us on the bus and you got to get off with your luggage because you got to have all your luggage inspected and everything. Well, I got in line with everybody else to, to go through the, the inspection station. Well, there's three border patrol inspection stations and everybody's in this line well, I'm asking spirit, okay, well, I'm, you know, I'm here now. Well, my, my, what am I supposed to do? And I got this image that comes across me. Well, just walk by like you do at the grocery store. I'll carry you. So I let my spirit carry me. Sure shit. I just, you know, when they called the people in front of me to go, I just walked right behind them and walked right by the three border inspection agents. And I went into the waiting room and waited for everybody else to have their baggage checked until they all got done. Then I got back on the bus with everybody else and drove into Vancouver. So I did it just like, every, you know, <laughs> this, you know, there are no borders. Borders are illusory. They're constructs of a false narrative reality. It's called a false matrix. The borders are, are modes or methods for dividing and conquering humanity. Borders were foreclosed on. All borders were made null and void on the foreclosure on the corporate structure of the planet that when all the, you know, it serviced the Vatican, it made notice to the Vatican who, you know, made notice to the queen, it made notice to the dragons, it, it given notice to everybody at the upper echelons of the planet, let them know that there's a new there's a paradigm of uh, the law, you know, to be guided. We're, you know, we're under the law of one now. I'm here to, I'm as a messenger, a humble messenger of the law of one. 
and the embodiment of that awareness of the law of one, that we're under those times, those apostolate times of the law of one now. There's no more separation. And when you can embody that oneness and see the Christ in all and trust that God's going to carry you and bring you where you need to do and be, then you too can live free of limitations. And and you said this happened in 2012? No, well, this it began in earnest in 2012 and it, you know, this awareness I'm speaking to you of now has only come to me in this last year because I went through you know, last year when I got let out of, no, it was 2017, I got let out of jail uh, in May. And then my family kicked me out of my house in October, not my house, but their house, because I didn't have a place to stay or or any belongings. I, you know, I didn't have a car or a truck because I had all that stuff. You know, I told everybody to sell it so they could pay everybody off for all the, you know, the bailing out of my truck, you know, my truck out of Hawk and all this. In other words, I got rid of everything that I owned to pay everybody off. And then I was guided to take the money and spend it as quick as I could so that the abundance could flow through. Well, sure enough, I, I was sent off, you know, my family basically disowned me says, you know what, Lawrence, if you're going to live this way, you know, you're going to have to go live your journey on your own because I can't support you. I says, you know what? I accept that because I trust, you know, the creator in you is telling me to go now. And I took that as a blessing and I, I left. And I, when I, I ended up in, uh, you know, sleeping under bridges and piers and, uh, you know, spending time in jail and, you know, in food lines and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, and life was miserable. And I said, I said to spirit, I says, you know, help me out here. And, it says, you know, life can't, you know, I don't want to live like this. What is, what is what do I need to do? It says, Lawrence, you know, this is spirit talking to me in so many words. Says, if you don't like your situation, it's up to you to fix it. So I says, you know what? I already been through the courts where I dismissed my cases. You know, I forgot to tell you, I dismissed all my cases. It took me 16 months, but I dismissed the cases by coming into the awareness I needed to before the courts could find me competent or God could find me competent to proceed operating through the judge to dismiss my cases where I was not found guilty of anything. So when I walked free at that moment, I knew that there were no laws that that spirit just wanted me to come into the awareness that I needed to stay in the neutral zone and not to choose sides. Now, this is all about coming into oneness or be between polarities. I want you to envision a hurricane. A hurricane is created by the polarity, the rising warm air and a descending cold air mass that collide. Mm-hmm. They come together. These are two energies that come together and they battle with each other and they create what's called a hurricane. Well, I am the I that I am standing in the eye of the hurricane where the calm, the clarity, and the crystal clear waters where I can see, look into the waters and I can see a clear reflection and the, and the safety of the storm is in the center, the neutral place, where I don't choose sides right or wrong, good or bad, judge this, you know, Democrat or Republican. I stand neutral. I am the witness. I bear witness. I am the watcher. I am the seer. I don't judge. And without prejudice is the words in law, 
without prejudice means I do not choose sides. That means I stand under the light bulb directly under the light where I don't cast a shadow until I move right or left of center. See, the moment I move right or left of center, I cast a shadow and now I've got a battle with opposition. Correct? Yes. You're living without fear. I. You see, you see the metaphor? I see. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. You live in this place centered of unconditional love. Which is lack of fear. Which is lack of fear. And you live in this place because in heaven, which is right here on earth now, available to all of us, when we can leave heaven, at, I mean, fear at the gates. Because see, the guardians to the gates of heaven are those that would project fear itself. You know, like when you walk into any temple, you got the dragons at the gates of the temple. You got the gargoyles at the gates of the church. You got the, the lions at the gates of the temple. Anything that would project fear, fear, those who project fear are truly the guardians to the gates of heaven. And if you can walk by faith and trust, gathering your courage, you can walk right past that darkness into the light of heaven. And it exists here now. And I'm here to share that with you, that each and every one of us is going to embody this, this uh, sovereign realm of abundance, which is this new definition of abundance. I mean, I don't have a car right now, but I trust that there will be a, a new mode of transport that comes into my potentials as the pure energy that I am, because this body that I live in is just an illusion. It's, 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 it's a hologram, a projection made up of atoms, you know, and, and, and I, my spirit told me I'm just an atom in time. I mean, you can take the word atom literally or figuratively, the name atom or the atom under the microscope, <laughs> whatever you want. I don't care. It's the sound vibration of the word that speaks to me. The atom was the first creation. And the atoms come together through magnetism and they create the elements of the table of chart on the table of elements chart, which then come together and form the creation that we see in our reality, the gases, the solids and the liquids. And all of those have innate awareness that's in, imbued within every atom and it comes through the neutron of the atom, not the proton or the electron, but the neutron. The third option that I took in the courts that freed me, because see, our world tells us we've got the red or the blue pill. We got we're for or against, but I'm here to tell you there's always that third option, that place of unconditional love and trust. In the one that I am, we are the zero point, basically. Absolutely, it's called zero point. Mm -hmm. That's exactly where there's no charge and it's called free of charge. And so I live free of charge. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. Um, Literally yeah. figuratively. Uh, Brian, you've been really quiet this entire show. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Cause he hears, he, cause, what, cause what I'm saying is, you know, is, I, I, you know, I, there's, I just don't understand certain things. I can understand the grocery store. I can't, I'm, I'm having a, just, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking like, well, how, how do you have internet access? How are you on the call with us? Because that costs money. No, well, it, and it, it, you go to any coffee shop. I mean, that's how I lived the last year is I go to any coffee shop. I have an old iPhone 4. I don't pay for phone service. I don't need phone service. I can, 
I can talk to people on the phone on, on pri- private messenger on Facebook. I mean, why, why pay for a phone? <laughs> I don't have a business to, to attend to. I don't have to go make money. I don't have to, you know, build up clientele. I don't have to market myself. You know what? I'm I'm imagining you living out in the woods. Well, you know what? That, with that's... like homemade clothes, and I. No, I go to the store and I get the clothes that I need. If I need a jacket or I need a, need need new tennis shoes, I, I I just go to the store and get what I need, and I trust, you know, spirit will let me have them if if I need them, and that's how I live my life. I just go. And I tap into my trust fund. See, when the foreclosure occurred, I was given notice that every one of us has access to our trust fund. That access, that treasury direct account is, is, is comes through that trust that we put in God. And it says it on your dollar bill, except that we believe in a false narrative construct called the fiat currency or the fiat representative of the true source of currency that flows through the hearts of all. And I'm speaking in metaphor so that you can, you know, so you can figure out when you're ready, when these seeds that I plant within you are ready to blossom and, and they will in time, there's not, there's no need to worry. And when the time comes for you, for the universe to push you out, out of 3d I'm here to share with you that as you put your trust in God, your journey won't need to be half as hard as mine was because of what I'm sharing with you. You know, I've learned through the school of hard knocks and I've, you know, I've built that bridge so that it can make it easier for you to cross that bridge when the time comes for you to let go of the 3D narrative. And in a, in a sense, you know, when you understand dimensions you know, and time, see, time is, is all now expressed in multiple dimensions. In other words, the indigenous cultures used to, you know, to, 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 to pay um, respects to their ancestors. Well, their ancestors were them in the past, and they knew that. But them in their past is now their, them in their future. In other words, our ancient ancestors are those who came before us, yet are us. The ETs that are out there in the spaceships above are those that came before us, yet are us. They created us to explore this strange new world. And they put an aspect of their DNA into ours so that they could stay in communication with us and learn from our experience as we evolve into a higher form of expression. That's what our purpose is. Our purpose is to, is for all atoms to seek higher expression. And that's all of our creation. That means the plants and the animals and the insects, all life forms are seeking a higher expression. And that's what the quantum leap and evolution is all about. And that's what we're going through together right now. And it's going to be easier for us when instead of resisting, and, and if you can understand that everything in our creation is pure energy and that energy is, is imbued with an intelligent awareness itself and that the, the, the warmth coming from the sun is filled with consciousness, that every, the air you breathe, it has an has an awareness in it. It's the particles that you breathe itself. It's 
through respiration that bring inspiration. The very word inspiration comes from the word, the very word respiration itself. And that's where the breath comes into importance and coming into higher awareness ourselves in meditation. You are breathing God, particles of creation called, some call Holy Spirit. But see, our world won't teach you of that higher awareness because then you would be empowered and you might not be controllable. And that's what the darkness fears, that fears lack of control. So anything that tries to control you, just know it's there to teach you of, of how to be or not to be. If you are guided by fear, then you give permission to fear to rule your life or darkness to rule over you. But if you can gather up the courage and say, thank you, fear, or thank you, spirits of darkness, I love you for the lessons you bring, but I no longer fear you, then they, you can no longer, you will no longer feed that darkness. And when, as you don't feed the darkness, you starve the darkness. And that's how we cleanse and purify the planet, the earth, of all of our darkness, of our shadows. It leaves us because we starve it to death and it no longer bothers you because you are nothing but light and love. And so that's the principle behind the idea, the notion that Jesus said when he said, love thy enemy. Because as you love the enemy, it no longer is your enemy. It becomes your ally, as in the movie Avatar. In the movie Avatar, the metaphor of the hero of the story who wrestles his dragon and mind melds with that dragon, he now tames his dragon. He doesn't, he doesn't kill his dragons. He doesn't do anything but tame his own inner dragon and then it becomes his ally that carries him off to victory over the darkness because that dragon within each of us will want to always go out and do something well my experience has been because i starved my dragon of the battles you know in other words i don't feed it fear anymore now it feeds on my joy so what does that dragon do? It brings me things to be, you know, to, to, to be joyful for <laughs> or grateful for. We all love a good dragon on this show. <laughs> I, I, I hope you have a real dragon. I hope that's not a metaphorical dragon. Well, you know, every, you know, every, everything is, is, is meta. Meta is quantum. Meta means beyond. And that's where we're moving. We're moving into to, to metaphysical into the quantum realms of creation where you can dream your own dream instead of living someone else's dream. And it's a matter of free will. When you are when you are ready to embrace that power within you, that spirit who's chomping at the bit is just waiting for you to give it permission to lead you, to guide you to your own freedom and joy. I think the hardest the hardest part is it, it's just that fear and we're all so programmed to have that fear and need, you know that you talked about trust and walking across that bridge of trust you know we've been so programmed to have to have you know the money in the bank and know exactly where we're going and oh, 
exactly what we're doing every moment. And giving that up is really, really scary. That's why it's said it's easier for the camel to pass through the eye of the needle than it is for a rich man to discover the kingdom. And that's why I say to you, when I sold my, I had a multi-million dollar business that I traveled the world with. And when I let that go, I let it go for 10 cents on the dollar right after the collapse, knowing that I was onto something. I was on to, I was in the magic. And when you, when you get the magic often enough, the pattern repeats itself often enough, you start to build that trust. And that's, that's what, what, what I was blessed with was in other words, Suffering is the virtue that delivers the gift of understanding. And if you can understand that as you go through the suffering, you can open yourself up to receiving the gift of understanding. And the gift is always in the presence of another. Get it? The gift is always in the presence of another. Yes. Literally and figuratively. Presence spelled with a T instead of a C. The spelling is in the spell comes in the spelling of the word. So I pay attention to the sound vibration of the word as Ra would speak himself about the sound vibration of the word. Presence and presence, even though they sound identical, can have two different meanings, can they not? Mm-hmm. Just as pupil and pupil can have two different meanings also. Pupil is a singular I, is it not? Yep. Pupil is also a student, is it not? Mm -hmm. Might we be both a student of life? And what's it say? It shows that lest thine eye be single, you shall not see the kingdom of the heavens. People is plural for pupil. We're all students here on planet Earth. And it is by the one people's public trust that I live. And I tap into that trust account that was created on the foreclosure during the foreclosure, where that guaranteed each and every one of us $10 billion, every human being, and man, woman, and child on this planet. Over $10 billion worth of access in 1933 gold value. Now, take $10 billion in 1933 and imagine what it's worth today. That's how much access to value each and every human being has right now. Has built up since the beginning of our creation in this universe. Now. We're all aspects of the creator programmed to believe that we are this limited human being that's born and then just dies and goes, you know, into the the oblivion. Well, I'm calling bullshit on that. I'm going to tell you, we're eternal beings and we don't die. That's a that's a lie, too. That's another. And when you face death as often as I face death, there's nothing to fear from that from there. And that's 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 the blessing that I got and all the shit and the hell that I went through was that all the crap that I went through facing death got me to shed fear altogether. And so it's like, I accept anything that comes my way knowing that it's, it's not, it's, it, it, let, let me, let me share a, a small little metaphor here. Imagine if you will, 
a fly. Everyone's been here. You've seen the fly beating itself up against the window because it sees its freedom outside. You hear this buzzing going on and the pounding and the little flies keeps beating itself up against the window. And you see that the window's got a crack in it. You know, the, the window's got a, about a two inch opening up at the top and you're going to go help shoo that fly out the window because you don't want to mash it up against the window. That'd be yucky. You just soon shoo it out to, to its freedom, right? Well, that fly sees this big giant hand coming and it thinks it's going to fucking kill it. <laughs> Excuse my language. It thinks it's going to kill it. So it starts throwing every cuss word at, at that hand that's coming at it because it's judging it to be coming to kill it. Well, that hand, if you will, is nothing but the hand of God coming to shoo it, shoo you and I out to freedom. The barrier is invisible. We create it within the mind. In other words, we are prisoners of our own minds. Absolutely. And it's about our belief. And as we can shed, and, and it's just one belief at a time. The four agreements written by Dr. Don or Don Miguel Ruiz. The four agreements are very short read, very potent short read. You can read it a day. I've read that many times. Read that book. Those principles, if you're guided by those principles and you live by those principles, you will be guided to freedom, your own freedom. And it's losing self-importance. It's, it's becoming humble because the creator will humble you because as you embody the higher vibrate vibrations of frequencies that give you access to the quantum financial system or the quantum realms of sovereignty, the sovereign the quantum sovereign realms of abundance like I tap into is because my vibratory frequency of my energy, my energy emissions are so powerful that God is going to keep me humbled to the greatest degree so that I don't harm anybody. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. In other words, the greater, the greater, the less we try, the more power, the more higher vibrations we get. In other words, our power is relative to our degree with which we are willing to let go and surrender. It's paradox. We don't have to try. All we have to do is put forth the effort or the intention that this is our intention to be, and we come forth with purity of heart because it is by that purity of intention, that purity of heart, that you will be given access to your trust fund to your infinite value so that you can go out and create for the benefit of all I am, we are. So that we become part of that, that orchestration that's occurring through every one of our embodiments. In other words, God is embodied within every human instrument on the planet. It may be that, that spark of the creator may be buried deep in some of the darkest of the dark. But see, that creator will always hear the call or feel the vibrations of the one that walks near him with love and will honor that love as it chooses to reside in that place without prejudice or without judgment of that darkness. And so paradoxically, instead of us going to go after, you know, the former presidents and the former dark agent, the principles of darkness, if you will, the principal agents of darkness, the universe has said to me, or the creator has said to me, 
honor their path, Lawrence, as you would have your path honored. It's like the Lord's Prayer. It says, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass amongst us. That is about honor as we as we choose, you know, I learned about honor in the courts because, you you know, it's on your honor. It's by your honor. As we honor others, so shall we be honored. Honor the darkness in their path and their journey. Don't go after them to try to get retribution. Don't go after them to seek revenge. Don't go after them to judge them. The creator will judge them according in accordance with their own choice. Actually, they will judge themselves because the creator lives within each and every one of them as well. And so I don't see all these uh, indictments coming down. You know, I, in fact, I don't, I don't pay any attention or, or give any energy. I don't, because see, energy flows where attention goes. I don't give any energy to that. I give energy to my creation now. In other words, I turn the other cheek and look the other way. I give thanks for the lessons that the darkness has brought, the light and the love that the darkness has taught me how to be. And not to be, as Shakespeare would say. And I choose this path over here. And I recognize that the universe now honors my path. Because my path is, is, is a path that if others follow in my footsteps. Is for their benefit. And the benefit of God's creation altogether as one anyway. In other words, I'm simply an instrument of the creator now. Because I've given my mind's idea up. And there's my mind's idea of what my creation should be. I've surrendered to, to spirit, to my higher guidance, to my higher self, to my creator self, and given my body wholeheartedly as an, a, an instrument through which my higher self can embody this instrument and live vicariously through me. And my ego sits in the back seat and enjoys the wonders and the magic that occurs as I just witness all the magic and the wonders. In other words, I'm just along for the ride now. As I let you know, fly like an eagle, the spirit or the, the lyrics of fly like an eagle speak to me. And I live by those lyrics. I let my spirit carry me everywhere I go. I don't have any idea where I'm going next or when I'm going next. But I have this agreement with spirit that says, I await your inspiration and I go where you inspire me to go. And Bashar says, follow your highest joy, your highest excitement. And you know what? That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and that's how I live my life. When that prompting comes, then I will go. Right now, my sister is holding me up in, in, in her place. I'm no burden to her because I get my food every day on my own. She doesn't have to come up with any money for herself. Her utilities happen to be paid for in her rent because she lives in a high rise and she has, you know, one flat rate rent, you know, so it's like, doesn't matter, you know, if, if I use a little bit of utilities, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't change anything. Or, you know, it's like, I, I live for free, and I am not a burden to anyone. So I go, spirit tells me that my body or my instrument will be taken wherever my energies can serve the creation itself. I don't go out and I don't advertise to people, you know, my way. I trust that spirit will bring those people across my path so I can share my truth and my way of being and doing in hopes that you touch, well, trusting that you touch 
even if not, if, even if but one soul, you give one soul the inspiration to embody this truth. Every one of us affects the morphogenetic field on the earth. And we've got this threshold breakthrough that comes through when a certain number of species or a certain threshold of the species starts to embody this frequency and live this frequency, the whole world changes in an instant. I mean, Stanford University had proven this existence or this truth of the morphogenetic field that exists for every species on the planet. You teach a new, you teach the chimpanzee a new trait in this one part of the planet and all chimpanzees all over the planet learn this trait through that morphogenetic field called the electromagnetic field or the grid of the planet. And that's this new 5D grid. As soon as more and more of us embody this 5D frequency, boom, we all shift. That's the same as the collective consciousness that you're speaking Absolutely. of? Absolutely. Like that we're all tapped into? We are all tapped into it. We're just, the more of us that, that affect the grid by being it and embodying it. See, the embodiment, you know, the intelligent awareness and to intellectualize it is one thing, but to embody it, creates the frequency that shifts the morphogenetic field. It has to be in practice. It has to be, I mean, practice makes perfect the master of one's own destiny. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I definitely commend you for doing this and being a way shower for those who are wanting to exit um, this sort of system and live from a place where you're living it from. Um, but I also know that, you know, there's a variation of within that entire experience of what you choose to experience and not experience and what you want to be a part of and what you don't want to be a part of. And like you said, there's no right or wrong. There's no good or bad in that. So, you know, for me personally, there's certain aspects of it that I have exited. And then there's certain other aspects that I stay in because I choose to, because I choose to experience that right now and learn to maybe use it in a different way that isn't um, conventional to what the system expects. So I think there are, for any of our listeners listening, there, you, Lawrence, what you've done is you've gone to what people would consider to be the extreme um, exit of the matrix. Like, um, oh, yeah. But there's also variations within there that you can still play with and um, work your way up to if that's what you eventually want to do. Some people will go cold turkey. Some people will wean themselves off. And some people will choose to partially play or maybe play the full game as um, an expression of their experience because that's what they choose for this lifetime. But I think it's... That's, that's absolutely beautiful. I, I see that as well, and I honor that um, just the same. I have a complete understanding of the multidimensional nature of our creation and that like I say, I am here to honor the choices of each and every human being. Each and every one of us are equal and have purpose in the place that we are. That's why I say, I'm not here to tell anybody to go do what I'm doing. Believe me, don't think that that's what I'm doing. I'm telling you what I've done and that if anybody else finds themselves in a rut, you know, I had my back up against the wall. If somebody else finds themselves up with their back up against the wall, pushed into this place by their higher self, because everything happens for purpose at a certain time. In other words, if this whole world couldn't change all at once, 
but there might be another world that overlays this world. I don't know. Yeah, I hear what you're all saying. I, all I know is that my local universe reflects back to me and my local universe. And it honors the way, the privacy of my own perception. Mm -hmm. And if I share that awareness with you, maybe that will help. In other words, you don't even have to speak to anyone because the creator knows your thoughts. And so do the higher dimensional aspects of ourselves know our thoughts. Our thoughts are known. There's nothing that isn't known. And so that is what the telepathy or telepathic communication is about, is that you can be speaking to yourself or having thoughts with yourself in the privacy of your own perception and then apply those thoughts in your everyday living to practice maybe a new way of living, a new way of being that helps you live in moments of magic. I mean, because, you know, I mean, I have to say my, my reality is very, very similar to yours. And yet it's not. It, mm -hmm. it, it, has, it has all kinds of, in other words, the 3D is there still to guide me where I go. In other words, um, I'm not free from the ego's perspective. I mean, th this is the paradox of the whole thing. I've given, in other words, instead of serving the old paradigm, I'm now a servant of God. So in one way or another, I'm a servant of, of an aspect of myself, either the shadow or the light. And either way, you're still on planet Earth. Yeah, either way, it's there's still yeah, in either way. It's still it's still in other words, the word itself, justice just is. In other words, it just is. It's perfectly imperfect for a perfectly good reason, because every one of us walks our own path. I mean, for as many people as there are, there's as many paths to oneness is, you know, so, so everybody has their own journey. Well, that's the, that's the quantum aspect of everything that there's infinite possibilities. So I think it's great to hear your yeah. story because I know that there will definitely always be people out there that are experiencing similar things to what you've experienced and maybe going through things that you're going through. And there are many lessons to be learned throughout your entire journey whether it's someone who wants to like i said go full cold turkey um in the way that you have or take bits and bites and and just bite off what they can chew at the moment and work with that i think and i also never once felt like you're pushing your story onto other people you're simply sharing from the heart and you're just letting other people know sure. about the options available to them and i think that's great because that's what this show is all about is just kind of expanding yeah. our awareness of what's the possible what other possibilities are there out there to us what other things have we not explored what are other uh, things do we not know about and i'm just so grateful for you coming on the show lawrence well thank you for having yeah, it's certainly a, a bold way to live your life. Well, I was blessed with, again, not having responsibilities if my children had already grown and gone and I didn't have a wife anymore. And I was, you know, blessed with being single and free of, of all that stuff. So, I mean, it just, it just worked out. 
where I could do that. And, you know, I realize that there are, there are billions of, of beautiful, wonderful people that are happy in their, in their comfort, um, in, in their, in their wealth and their comfort in their homes. And, and, you know, you know, maybe their last life was, was, was one much like my, my life has been this, this last seven years, um, very tumultuous. And this, this lifetime, they've chosen a vacation, let them vacation, let them enjoy the rest of their, their life out on this earth. And may, you know, I, I, I'm here to tell you that the transition is going to be a lot smoother than what we had ever, you know, what, what it could have been. And, and that we're here to live out our joy, our follow our joy. And so that's, that's all I can, all I can say is, I've always said to my children, you know, I don't care what you choose to do in life, just follow the joy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. agreed. We promote that heavily on this show. <laughs> Rock on. Those are the words that I heard through Esther and Jerry Hicks follow your joy, which led to my divorce. I was like, yeah, I'll never be able to be happy until I get rid of this guy. And, and if you're not happy, that's spirit speaking to you to make a change. You know, that's, that's how, that's exactly. how spirit speaks to us. It speaks to us through our feelings. And we, if we, if we just tune into our, our feelings, instead of using the rational mind, see the rational mind is programmable. The heart is not. And, and that's what our intellect gets in the way of the heart. And we got to move back, balance the heart and the, and the mind together because it's that high heart that's going to carry us to where we ultimately want to be. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's good advice. Well, this uh, experience, yeah, this experience through the polarities is a great teacher for many lessons. Uh, that allows us to constantly be in a state of learning should we choose to dance on either side of the polarity and come back to the zero point. So I think it's beautiful. And I love I love your perspective. And I think it speaks. Uh, it speaks volumes about you, Lawrence, for I mean, there are very few people that would walk their truth to the point of going to jail. And um, also, while going to jail, see where you can benefit from being in solitary confinement <laughs> and not be subjected to all the other pressures in prison that you would have been subjected to. Like, you always seem to find the blessing, which is very difficult in a time where you're being tested as such to an extreme, like, as perhaps going to jail. So uh, it, it was a great story um, of your life that I think many people can draw a lot of faith and um, insight into their own lives through what you've shared with us today. Well, as they say, love never hides from those who seek it. And we love love. Lisa loves love. There you go. Yeah. Well, Lawrence, <laughs> thank you so much for being on the show. And thank you, everyone, for joining us this week. Well, thank you for having me. Well, thank you, Lawrence. And uh, to our audience, we will be back again with you next time. Lots of love to you all. Bye. 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 -bye. 
thank you all for joining our show. We appreciate you tuning in and supporting us. If any of you have any questions you would like answered on the show or any guests that you would like to hear on our show, please email that information to us at info at enlightenup.us or send us a voice message using the Anchor app. There's a super cool feature on there that allows you to send us a message or ask us a question with a touch of a button right from the app. And please continue to support us by following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you haven't checked out Nicole's channel on YouTube yet, head on over there for some more insight from her, or you can visit her website, inflexibleme.com, where you can book a personal coaching session or a tarot reading, watch some of her most informative videos, or you can sign up for her newsletter. And if you're interested in some light language healing, head to my YouTube channel, Lisa Loves Love, or send me an email to lisa at lisaloveslove.com to inquire about your own personal reading. Thank you again for joining us and supporting us, and we'll be back with you all next week.